Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 1057 Fan. You know, I had conversations with Coach Harbaugh starting on Monday, as well as Tuesday. You know, it was, it was two days of real, real, de- real detailed conversations. Uh, talked to Green Bay on Monday, interviewed with them Wednesday. After the, after the interview with Green Bay, had another conversation with Coach Harbaugh, and that's when things really started to pick up steam. I want our defense to play together first and foremost, like 11 people playing as one. I, I want to be violent, very violent, physical. That's just the standard here, man. Everything we're going to do is going to be with uh, physicality and, and violence, all right? The age thing is not a big deal to me. I just look at it like, man, I'm the next man for the job, next man to, to, for the mission. A lot of people reached out. I've seen people um, in the building just in passing, and, and guys are excited. I'm excited, man. And they're just saying they're gonna get every, I'm going to get everything out of them. And I told them that you're going to get everything out of me. So I told them to get ready to, uh, to get some rest, you know, get your body ready. And when we get back, it's on. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland in for Bob today and tomorrow. Still here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass on this woman crush Wednesday, sending your women artists or bands into the text line. Quick draw. We'll make sure that we come back to some of those songs. But you just heard there in the open new Ravens defensive coordinator, Zach Orr. Yesterday, uh, they had his introductory press conference, just Zach uh, up there. But he talked for a while, about 30 plus minutes or so. Um, and you heard a lot of what he had to say right there. I, I, you know, I thought it went as good as it could go. You know, it's it's you I guess you want to leave these press conferences feeling like the guy that's in the role can handle it. And I and I think Zach can. You know, it helps that he's not only played for this organization, he's coached in this organization, he coached under uh under this this scheme with Mike McDonald the last couple of years. He's familiar with the players. He's young enough, he's brought you know, he's young enough to really be able to relate to these guys on a different level. So I think it can work. I know everybody's worried about the play calling situation, but, you know, I think. We're not going to know. Yeah, we're not going to know until it gets real. Let me ask you this, Cordell. Why Zach Zach Orr over Denard Wilson or Anthony Weaver? Well, I think, to be honest, I I wouldn't be surprised if Denard Wilson was still there was their number one choice. I you think, think? I, I think I think with Wilson it was probably more of maybe him not wanting to wait and and see what what goes on and he probably already had the irons in the fight. Now I don't know this for sure, but Denar Wilson was the name you were hearing all year. Okay. As, in terms of kind of being the guy the guy in waiting. So I, I was a little surprised to see that it wasn't Wilson. So that's why I'm I'm of the idea that, you know, that, I mean, Zach Orr even told us it went straight to right after the loss to the Chiefs to him having those conversations with Harbs and back and forth with the interview process with the Packers at the time. So, so maybe it was Zach Orr. Yeah, it, it, it may it may have been Zach Orr. It may have been Zach Orr. I don't know what changed at the end, um, but I thought all along it would have been Denar Wilson. Yeah, because it, it sounds like, you know, because like when I was there with you on that Thursday before the game, mm-hmm. I was talking to Munkin or somebody, and I said, I don't think any of these guys are getting jobs because it sounded like Quinn was going to Seattle. Right. Ben Johnson was going to the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the end, McDonald could have had either job. Right. He could have had Washington or Seattle. I, I think he took the one he wanted. Oh, there's no doubt about it. That's 
Uh, what Cordell? I mean, come on. Look at the, his receiving core. Mm-hmm. Look at his corners. You know, Witherspoon. Right. I mean, he's got some players. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So I would want uh, the Seattle one much more than the Washington one too. Yeah, I mean, and look, Mike McDonald's going to be a huge loss. He, he's a huge loss, no way around it. Denar Wilson, I think, is going to be a huge loss. Anthony Weaver is going to be a huge loss in the grand scheme of things. I, I think all yep. of them as a collective unit, you know, it's going to take some time. And, and I and I said this when I was on with Inside Access yesterday, that I, I think everybody is, with Zach being so young and this being so new, the play calling aspect especially, People are going to be quick to judge. And and I just tried to remind people that Mike McDonald's start wasn't rosy. You know, no. remember they had those blown yeah. leads in the game. Year on the back two end of, was spectacular. And really the back end of year one, once they got Roquan Smith and everything, it that's when the defense really started to form out. And, I mean, let's face it, year two, he got an all-pro right. Kyle Hamilton. Right, right. Year one – Kyle Hamilton was like, Who, what the yeah. You know, he cost him the Miami mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have an established Kyle Hamilton. And at the beginning of that year, Patrick Queen wasn't who he is today. Just because it was, wasn't either. No, because there was no Roquan. <laughs> right. So it was a totally different type of deal. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, those players developed. And, you know, hey, so be it. But the... Zach Orr, he's he's got some tough. He's got to be over there. Hey, Eric, man, we need we need some pass rushers. Mm-hmm. We need a corner. You know, we need we need some help. Yeah, they will. Um, and I mean, line, look, I know everybody is is kind of hanging their hat on that that second half against Pittsburgh for Trenton Simpson. It was a good half. The only thing, I don't know. The only thing I say about that, Cordell. Just because what I noticed about the kid was instinctively, you know, I questioned his football smarts. But what can he do? He's super athletic and he's super fast. Yeah. All right. So what are the, the plays that he made, Cordell? He's he coming downhill. Yeah. Blitzed on everyone. Yeah. I mean, they were telling him what to do. Right. They weren't, you know, so to me, they were giving him just sick him. And maybe you don't have to look at anything, read anything, just go. And honestly, that's what Queen, you know, when Queen really started to yes. take his game to the next level, Blitzing. that's kind of what it was for him. They allowed him to blitz. They allowed him to play in the other team's backfield. I agree with that 100%. So I, that may end up being the, the same type of process for Trenton Simpson, to your point. I'm just not so sure that, look, I mean, the year that Patrick Queen had, and really the rise throughout his career, I don't think is anything to scoff at. First of all, players don't just – it's not a given that players are going to get progressively better, you know, each year of their career. That's not a given. Um, and also, this dude was a second-team All-Pro this year. He's a pro bowler. He's going to get – somebody's going to overpay for Patrick Queen. Here's Here would be my biggest concern if I'm paying for Patrick Queen. I'm expecting Batman, and I may get Robin. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's the, unless, unless he goes to Seattle. And that'd Wagner's good, there. Yeah, Wagner's there for the back end of his career. That that'd be that would great. be that would be the best scenario for him. But if Anthony Weaver thinks he's going to come down to those guys, know. Mm-hmm. you know, is he going to come down to Miami and be the guy and be the Green Dot guy and all that? I don't see it. He could fit with them though. They like to play with speed, and that 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 Miami defense is a is a very fast. You know, they played towards Patrick Queens and stuff. Now I'm not saying that he's going to go out there and be Roquan Smith. 
Yeah. Um, I agree. I think out of those two teams, the better fit would be Seattle. I would even throw Washington out there because they're going to be in the. They have a ton of. They have the most cap space what about in the Tennessee? league. Tennessee. I don't. I don't know Tennessee. Tennessee has holes year. as well. Tennessee has holes as well. Uh, their defense wasn't great at all. I couldn't even tell you four people on that defense. The D tackles awesome. The D tackles. I know. I know who their defensive line is. I don't. I can't name any linebackers on that team right now. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, Cordell. The biggest. The the biggest headache. You know about having to replace the coaches, but and and I went through it in San Fran. When you have a bunch of people go become head coaches or coordinators, you're going to lose your free agents. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. You know, like with Clowney and Clowney, because let's just look at Clowney for example. Clowney may have said, you know what, I want to stay with the Ravens. I love McDonald. I love Chuck Smith. I love Weaver. You know, my D line coach and all that. And I can go with be with McDonald, mm-hmm. guy I like. I can go be with Weaver. So now all of a sudden, you know, Eric may have competition, right. which competition all it does is drive the price up. 410-583-1057 is the number. We'll be talking a lot of Ravens today, NFL as a whole. A uh, lot to get into today. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, though, we'll continue to look at this defense, Zach Orr, he's taken over for Mike McDonald. He's been under the Mike McDonald scheme the last couple of years. How different will this defense look, if at all? We'll talk about that next and also take some of your calls, 410-583-1057, right here on The Fan. Words, Words suck. Sucks. Sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Cordell Woodland in for the Bobster here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. We're taking your calls throughout today's show. 410-583-1057 is the number if you want to if you want to get in. And we started the show talking about new defensive coordinator Zach Orr, who had his introductory press conference yesterday. And uh, we played it in the open coming in today that uh, I, I had asked him, you know, what's what's going to be the identity of your, of your defense? And that's where he talked about, you know, being physical, uh, you know, dishing out a ton of punishment, playing fast. Uh, and a lot of the things that he named were kind of some of the things that I felt like they already embodied. You know, uh, and and well, just continuation yeah, of what they do exactly. And and he said that later on, he was asked if he planned to pretty much start a new or build upon what they've already been doing. And he and he said pretty quickly, building upon. So, I'm but let asking, me ask you this, Cordell. I mean, he's only been with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know anything else. No, no, that's all he knows. And I think that's a perk. I think that's a good thing because, like he said multiple times yesterday, he knows the standard. He's he's been a player. And he's been a coach. So he knows what the standard is from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a part of this defense that was just, you know, incredible this year. So yeah. he understands what these guys are capable of. He understands what what the standard is. He knows what to ask of them. But schematically, how different could this look? None. I, I don't think, you know. Well, let me ask you. This. I, I would say this, Cordell. It. I think Harbs is going to be much more involved, mm-hmm. at least with the initial stuff. All right, they brought in Mallory to coach secondary, who's a 59-year-old guy who's got experience. Um, so what are they bringing in at D-line and linebackers? Who, you know, I would, ex- 
you know, you can't have, I, I would imagine they're going to bring in some experience, mm-hmm. you know, and then when they get together, um, then they can kind of put any, if they want any new ideas together. Right. <clears throat> See, like the thing, if you have an experienced guy, a veteran guy, and I'll give you an example. I mean, we can look at Todd Munkin or like Mike Shanahan when I was in San Fran, who you know, been a head coach and he, he, he was a veteran, veteran play caller. So when you have a veteran guy like that, um, he's like, you know, cause when Mike came in, he said, listen, he says, I need a great old line coach. And then I just want some good young guys, you know, because I don't need a bunch of people who are going to tell me how to invent right. the wheel. Cause I know what I want to do and I know how I want to mm-hmm. do it. So when I was in San Fran, we had a bunch of college dudes were wide receiver coach, running back coach, all and Bob McKittrick, same O-line coach as Bill Walsh. Because, you know, he basically handled the run game stuff. And then I think Todd, if you look at the Raven staff, Todd Munkin's the vet guy, got the veteran O-line coach, and then you got a bunch of young dudes pretty much. Yeah, and I think comfortability is going to be important for, for Zach. I think, you know, you, you want to – get a uh, he want you want to have people around him that he can trust that he can be able to lean on because at the end of the day <clears throat> he is a young coach and he is this is his first time in this position and not that doesn't mean he's not ready but he's going to have to have somebody that he can kind of go to to ask different questions so i mean i wouldn't be upset if he has a nice mix of guys that have been around also with guys that well, have new ideas like you like you mentioned i'm guessing he ain't hot. Mallory's that's right. Harbs. Right. You right. know, so we'll see. Right. Because the Mallory's and the Harbaugh's go way back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mal- Mallory, when I was at Notre Dame, Mallory was a player. Okay. And you know who else was a player on that team? Hmm. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And Bill Mallory, the dad, he was on the Ohio State staff with Bo and all them. So I wouldn't be shocked if Bill Mallory... And Harbs's dad, mm-hmm. there's some some tie in there. Yeah, I mean, and Zach was asked yesterday in terms of picking his staff. You know, he he mentioned Harbs was you know it's, it's ultimately up to Harbs, but he's in the he's a part he's running the interviews. He's there. He, him and Harbs are in lockstep together. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I I, I just. You don't want to put a situation where I think he has to look over his shoulder and and wonder like, oh, if I make a mistake now, such and such is going to come in. I, I just I think comfortability is going to be important for him. Well, what you'd like is for him to be two years and then get a head coaching mm-hmm. job. Let me ask you this: Did they ask? Does Chuck Smith have a chance to be the D line coach? Nobody asked that specifically. Yeah. My my idea would be I, I would be kind of surprised I, I think that they like him in the role that he's in now anything can happen um but i i, I would be mild, mildly surprised if if he but he got worked with role. all the d linemen right, too right he worked with all of them right all of them but and and anthony was kind of the run game dude mm-hmm. and then chuck was the pass rush right. specialist but anthony weaver know knew it too mm-hmm. but bringing in chuck smith he was a guru right and you see the difference oh chuck totally made. well yeah, with everybody. Yeah. Number everybody. one team in the sacks. Yep. Yep. 410-583-1057 is the number if you want to jump in. Let's grab Rashawn in Baltimore. Rashawn, you're on the fan. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? What up, Rashawn? What's going on? Hey, not much, man. Hey, Cordell, I'm glad you're on today, man. You Appreciate know, it. 
I want to ask you, what's, what's up with your boys, man? Hiram, <laughs> Dan Quinn, man. We're like, what's ain't the that, deal? Ain't, 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 this ain't your boy? I thought it was your boy. Cordell, let me ask uh, you, you this. Be let me boy. ask you this because, <laughs> hey, Rashawn, I was at the Redskins and then Norv Turner was the coach and the fans hated Norv and they because they hate the Cowboys. And I said, no matter what they do, you can't hire a Cowboy. You no. can't hire a Cowboy because he'll never be accepted. I find it funny, hey, though, hey, that a lot of the media on that side, is they're using as a reason as why it's a good move. As Well, you're hurting the Cowboys because you're taking their defensive coordinator and you're taking one of their defensive coaches as well. Miss me with that. I, right. I'm, I'm it not, didn't hurt him when Norv left. Right. As long as you got, as long as they got Micah Parsons, they'll be fine. You know, in the corners and stuff, they'll be all right. Exactly. You you taking the guy who who defense gave up what forty eight points to the Packers, man? That wild game, man. At home, yeah, at home, man. Like, and and that's the guy you said. Oh, this is the guy that that be fit to run my team right here. You know, it's like, and he's bringing more Cowboys with him. Exactly, man. You know, that's just a bad look for the Redskins, man. I don't very bad. Yeah. And listen, listen. Then, then what the Cowboys do? They turn around and interview Ron Verrier right. for their defensive coordinator <laughs> spot. Man, it's like hey, what are they trying hey. to do? Tick for tack. Well, they're going to probably bring in Zim. I bet. I, I want. I want to bring some young guys in, man. They no, got they're Al bringing Herb in the old dude on, on the staff, man. Zim, Zim was there when uh, uh, Dion was playing, and Jimmy was oh, coaching. Was? Yeah, he was the D coordinator. Oh man, like yeah, they these old retread guys, and I guess uh, Jerry Jones figured like I ain't got time left, you know, with these new guys, man. I want to get with people I already know and and, and see if we can make he something happen. He wants to win. Man, but he I wants to win it. now. I mean, yeah. if you're eighty some years old, it's not like you want to build for Thanks the future. For yeah, I mean, look, the Cowboys are. What do you think? Because you're a big Washington fan. I what mean, did you I, think? it was meh. Whatever. I, I feel like they'll be back in the. Coaching search again. In Did you two like or three Kingsbury higher? Not crazy about it. Uh, I think he can be creative. I get the Caleb Williams connection. I think he'd be good with Jaden Daniels too. Jaden Daniels is the guy I'm really banging on the table. Well, that's, for. that's because if Chicago says screw you, we're taking Caleb Williams. There's cool. nothing you can do. Cool. They can have Caleb. I'll take Jaden, or they could take Marvin Harrison, and, and I'll take Caleb. I, I think they're in a, as long as you don't, don't take Drake May. That that's kind of where I am. But. Uh, Cl- Cliff, he's cool during the regular season. I just think when you get to the back end of the season, into the postseason, he'll probably disappear again. Uh, With Caleb Williams, one thing that I'd have to know, you know, why did you suck the last six games? You know, and if Kingsbury's there, I mean, he still sucked. Right. You know, and right. then is your dad, if you're coming to Washington, how involved is your dad going to be? Because he seems like he's kind of a pain now. And then number number two is, you know, I got to find out what kind of guy this guy mm-hmm. is. That's what I got to find from out. From what's out there, and I don't know how you know how factual all that stuff is out there, but perception is everything, yeah. and it's not great for, no. for Caleb in a, in a lot of ways. That's why, I've, to be honest, overall, I, I, I've been a Jaden Daniels guy for years, for yeah. all the way back in Arizona State as a freshman. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, one, time for a call. No, let's let's grab a Kai in Reisterstown. Kai, you're on the fan. What's up, Cordell? What's up, Vinny? What's, What's up, Kai? Man? Man? Hey, man. look, man. Um, I'm still, a little, I'm still pissed about that, uh, that loss, man. Just the way we lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even give ourselves a chance. We didn't even, we didn't even try to use our strengths, in my opinion. And it, that's, it's just, it's so frustrating with this organization. And I'm looking at John Harbaugh now, like, come on, John. This is 2019. We went through this. So 
to answer you guys' question, I like Zach Orr a lot. I mean, he was an undrafted guy. He got yeah. it out the mud. And he just he's just that guy. So I'm looking at it like this. How about bring a defensive guy? And you know who I like, Vinny, as a defensive coordinator, right? Who? Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier, right? He's with oh, Seattle. I, 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 he's with Seattle. Yeah, he, oh, did he go to Seattle? Oh, yeah, Mike oh. McDonald hired him. Wow. See, he beat John Harbaugh to the punch. I thought he would have been a great – uh, consultant, great, great guy to look up, look over, not have look, looking over Zach or shoulder, but have a you know having a veteran guy in there like Cordell just spoke on. But man, I think Zach can handle the job. And how about uh, Zach just taking over for Harbaugh completely? How long is that contract Harbaugh on? Three years? Three I don't, more I years? Don't, I don't know. I'm yeah, gonna, man. You know. I mean, Zach can slip right in, and guess what? Zach will run the ball in a situation like that because he played linebacker and he know what it takes in the trenches, man. I'm still pissed about that loss, man. <laughs> Couldn't run the ball one, three times, six times, man. We got the best – I mean, we, everybody talked about it, but it's just – the more it gets to the Super Bowl, because that was my Super Bowl, Vinny. Yep. Playing the Chiefs, that was my Super Bowl no right doubt. there. Yep. And, and, and it's and like, man. The thing about it, Kai, is – Thanks, Kai. I did not recognize that team yeah. offensively. Did not recognize them. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't either. I mean, and that's the unfortunate part. It's not that they lost because I think it gets lost in the fact that they lost to the Chiefs. I don't. They, they didn't lose to Scrubs, you know. But I think it's the fact that they went out there and didn't play their game because I think, like a lot of people, I'm sure, if they did go out there and play their style, I think they win that game. And, and as bad as it, as bad as they played, Cordell, I still think. If Flowers scores, oh, they, they win. went in overtime. Yeah, I stand by that. They went in overtime. If Flowers gets in, because the momentum, the crowd would have been. And the offense. Now, granted, the offense was scoreless in the second half, but, but the they deep, moved the ball. They moved it when yep. when they needed to get a first down. They got it. So yes. I don't know. You know, maybe if they needed to score again, they would have. But we 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 just don't know. Uh, well, he went to throw in the pick. Well, yeah, he wouldn't have felt like he had to force, I mean, force that, was, that right there. That was that was the I mean, backbreaker. He, he ran the out and up to Bateman, and he had Bateman if he wanted, you know, and lay it up. So he looks at Bateman, Cordell, and then and then he comes back late. He had likely if he hit him right way. He or, had likely, or if he throws it like he's throwing it out of the back of the end zone. That's what I mean. You yeah. got to lay it up yeah. and let. You got to. But put the it biggest back, thing yeah. that I think you and I talked about it, he needs to work on a deep ball in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, to John Harbaugh's contract, he signed a uh, uh, an extension that after the twenty two season, well before the twenty two season, that goes through twenty five. So I guess next, next year, year uh, well, no, two years, two years, yeah, two years. He has two years left on his deal. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, if you want to jump in four one zero five eight three one zero five seven is the number. We've been talking about this Ravens defense under Zach Orr. Let's look ahead to the off season a little bit. Let's talk about what Ravens players that are under contract may not be on this team next year. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. Every game, every interview, every take, 105.7, the voice of The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Cordell Woodland in for Bob here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass we're going until two o'clock right here on the fan talking some ravens right now and ravens have quite a few free agents going into this offseason but they've got a couple of guys i think that are under contract right now that 
may or may not be on this team next year. And you you mentioned one of them on the back end of the segment, Rashad Bateman. I, I don't know if Bateman's on this team. They sounded optimistic about him at the so end Harp of the season. Be a starter. I know. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna say you know, they're gonna say that. Of I course. think he'll be back, Cordell, for one reason. They got other guys that they gotta go. They're not, you know, they only have two. Mm-hmm. So I think Bateman will be there, and they're hoping that, you know, he can. The biggest problem that to me with Bateman is he and Lamar are, are like exactly they don't they don't jive together, man. And that's my thing. I mean, I, and I think they like each other personally. I don't think it's I don't think it's a situation where they dislike each other. I do think they like each other, but you can be you can like an one of your coworkers and you know struggle to work with them. You don't want to get into a group project with them, but you like them. And I think that's what's happening here. Nothing. I, I just don't leave this season with the idea that Rashad Bateman is just like, oh, I can't wait to get back out there with with Lamar. Or Lamar's like, yeah, I can't wait to get out there throwing passes with Bateman. I, you watch them on the field together. It seems forced. It, it doesn't seem yeah. organic. They can't connect. And they're, they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. So mm-hmm. it's not like his trademark, you know, his trade value is through the roof right now. But – I, I don't know. I, I, I just would imagine he would want a new a, a change of scenery for the betterment of, you know, his career. And maybe they're just like, man, we might just try to see what we can get for this guy. Well, yeah, you'd have to go get, you know, are they willing to pay money for a Higgins or Evans or somebody like that? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think you would at least feel comfortable with a guy like T. Higgins knowing what oh, you're going to get Higgins. out of that. Well, he's <laughs> you know, he's you know, a legit him and, one. And, and the other thing is, and I talked about it yesterday, Cordell, I think the offense will be a lot of two tight ends. Mm-hmm. You know, like Munkin did that at Georgia. Right. You know, he had Bowser and he had the, the kid who's at the Steelers. So he had two tight If you got Likely and Andrews, those are two of your better weapons. Now, my thing would be, while I, of course, want more Likely and Andrews on the field together, what is the alignment going to look like? Are we talking two inline tight ends, or are they no, still going to keep the spread? No, because neither one can block. Neither one can block. But one's got to be like the H. One's got to be like the fullback move guy. You know, kind of like they do a Kelsey. Right. You and know, because Kansas City plays three tight ends yeah. all the time. Right. And but these two, neither of them have been that great when lined up like in a slot situation. They're better when they're in line or somewhere, you know, whether H-back or something like that, they're they're better with that. So if that's going to be the case, that's fine. But it would just take away from what Monken likes to do, which is spread in the field. Yeah. And and the guy that's going to hurt the most would be Ricard. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Charlie Kohler got better. You know, he's not a knock you off the ball, but he got fundamentally got to be where he was an adequate in-line blocker. Now, Cordell, let me ask you about this one. Fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. Oway? No. Yeah. <laughs> not picking up the fifth-year option on either of those guys. No. And it's nothing against Oway. I I think Oway's good. I just think he was overdrafted. He was overdrafted. There were guys that have, we have seen now turn out to be better than him that were in that, that pool. What uh, are your concerns with Oway? Consistency. I'll tell you mine. Consistency. You know, he's there one week. The next week, you don't hear from him. He's there one play. The next play, you don't hear from him. Uh, he still, at times, gets caught up inside, gives away the edge a little too much for my liking. He doesn't win one-on-one as much as I would like him to do uh, when you're talking about a guy that you're leaning on as your as your pass rusher. 
those those are the main three things to me. Consistency, not being able to win one on one, and giving up the edge here and there. Yeah, and and I would agree. He he had one awesome move in the Chiefs game where he spun back mm-hmm. inside from the left side. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's the only time I noticed him. Whereas Van Noy and Clowney, I I noticed him all day long. Yeah, yep. that that's the biggest thing. Is is like when you watch the game, do you notice him? Uh, you notice ninety nine. Sometimes I don't. Right, and twenty twenty four. You saw all day. Yep. Fifty. You saw all day. That's kind of how I look at it. And I totally agree with you. I don't. I just think. A lot of times, Cordell, he looks like he paints by the numbers. It's like he's counting one, two, spin. Mm-hmm. You know, it just not nat- It just doesn't seem natural to me. Natural bend, natural. It's all, it's all constructed, and it's yeah. And I, I just don't think it's smooth. And like you said, the consistency to me is definitely, definitely not there. And I'll be anxious to see what we get with a Jabo. Because at the beginning of the season, I thought we'd get double digit, like ten from Ajabo. If we got eight from Oway, we'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know, and what we get six between those two. But the other, the other two guys, they got nineteen. You got almost twenty between the two old dudes. And I thought they would have signed Clowney before the season was mm-hmm. over. Yeah, Oway and Ajabo both fooled me in in the fact that I thought on separate occasions each of them would have a double digit sack year and yeah. we didn't get that um and you mentioned Clowney and Van Noy it, I think it is telling that those two guys as motors as, as the veteran guys on the team they have a higher motor than you know the young guys yeah. that, that that just shouldn't be the case you don't it shouldn't be the way your veterans have and the other energy. thing Cordell I mean let, let's be honest you know like when Hutchinson went to the Lions, we said, yeah, that. why is that dude going to have sacks? That's what he does. Mm-hmm. All right. So with Oway, why are we saying he's going to get right. sacks when he had none it's at Penn State? What he's done. And, and you got if you get zero at Penn State, the offensive tackles you're playing against there are not even close. You know, you may see one for the season. You know, so that that's my thing is, is like, okay, can Chuck Smith pull, you know, Provide miracles. He made him better, right? But he's just not a consistent guy, and you can't pay him whatever you know the number is, like sixteen, seventeen million. He's not worth that, and that's what it is for me. It's I, I, I like Oway. I think he, like you said, I do think he got better this year. I just think he was overdrafted, and it's it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze yeah. right now. Uh, coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll take some of your calls. 410-583-1057 is the number. How are you feeling about uh, Zach Orr taking over this defense? Do you feel like the defense will be able to pick up where it left off? Any of these guys that are pinning free agents or players on this team that you don't think will be on this roster come next year? 410-583-1057. We're taking your calls next here on The Fan. One day trades. Three cents a share. That's $3. You cheap and one plays scratch-offs. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If they still work here, you can bet they're in the bend. Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Cordell Woodland here for The Bobster. Here with Vinny Serrato, Quick Draw McGraw behind the glass coming up at 11 o'clock brian wacker from the baltimore sun he covers the baltimore ravens we'll get his thoughts on the season that was 
the uh, introductory press conference yesterday with Zach or a lot of things Ravens to talk about. We'll talk about with Brian Wacker. But right now we're talking to you. 410-583-1057 is the number. Let's go to Trippy in Baltimore. Trippy, what's going on? Hey, what's going on with y'all? Um, I ain't going to lie, man. That last caller, man, He, I was trying to get over the AFC championship game, but when he said it six times, I just, you know, felt some type of way. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, like I said, like, uh, Raven fans keep blaming the refs. I mean, at the end of the day, we everybody talked about this on every podcast. Like, I don't blame man, the like, refs. I, I blame the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They be, you, you turn it over it's, three times, you can't do it. And that's what I'm saying, Vinny. And then to be honest with you, you know, I'm for the peoples and all, but Hobbs just rubbed, rubbed me the wrong way when the, the reporter asked him, "Did you was you aware you ran the ball six times? He said, oh, I wasn't aware. So my thing is, like, why is you a head coach or something? Like, bring somebody in there that's, like, can, like. I'm guessing he was aware because he said at halftime to the to the media people or to the TV people, we got to run the ball more. Cordell, you heard him, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I so, mean, I, and I've read his lips from the press box. I'm like, it looks like he just said, you know, yeah. they need to run the ball. <laughs> right. But this is my question, though, right? So um, I don't know if y'all watched the Pro Bowl game. I wasn't no. a big fan of it, but. I'm, the only time it. I've ever watched the Pro Bowl, one time. I didn't even watch it, Cordell, when Sean Taylor blew that dude up. Oh, man. Because Dan Snyder called me and said, did you see that? I said, see what? He said, you got to see. I think, I think that was the last time I watched it when Sean, because I remember I was about to leave out the house and I watched the last play and Sean Taylor, because Sean Taylor was my favorite player because I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. Okay. And, you know, he smacked the mess out of him. But this is my thing. This is what I wanted to say, right? Um Based on the Pro Bowl, I know y'all didn't watch it, but I'm pretty sure y'all saw the videos how intense Ray Lewis was. Although it was just a flag football Who was? game. Ray. Ray Lewis. Oh, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis, one of the coaches. Yeah, he was very intense, like, you know, getting on the refs about certain calls. Although it was just like a flag football game. So my thing is, if although uh, Jerry Rossberg not coming in, I realized, because I did a little research, I realized something about the hardball. He always had, like, people from his father, coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Or uh, gyms. like that. Yeah, so my thing is, it's nothing wrong with that, but if you was willing to hire Jerry to be a game manager, why not bring Ray Lewis in like, as a linebacker coach to motivate the people? Because I feel like he can motivate the guys. and You know what I mean? Just, I, I, I don't know, know if Ray would want to put in the hours. Appreciate the call, Trippy. You know, I mean, he's got a ton of money. I don't know that you want to put in 15 hours a day. That's the thing that – that's the thing the – the biggest thing with former players is – they don't want to put in the time, especially guys that have made a bunch of money. They, You don't realize, like, Sunday after the game, all right, forget it, They go home. Monday morning, they're there at 6 a.m. Yep. or whatever, and Monday night's a late night. They're out of there 12 o'clock, 11, 12 at night. Monday night or Tuesday night's a late night. Wednesday night, they're probably home around 10. Then Thursday, probably around 6. Yesterday, Zach Orr said that when he came back and he met with Ozzy. You know his first. You know when he was coming back to be a coach this time, uh-huh. he said, "Ozzy told him like, you ready? Because these these hours are different." He yep. said he told him these these hours are going to be different, and it reminds me of like Allen Iverson, my my favorite athlete. Yeah, and and everybody always is like, "Man, why why don't they get AI to go coach at Georgetown or something like that?" And I'm like, "Man, these dudes they they they're not built for that." A lot of great players. They are great players. Yep. They understand that they are not great coaches. And even though they may turn, I think Ray, if he really wanted to be, would be a great coach. 
but I just don't know if that's something that he's truly up for right. doing. And, and Dion was. Mm-hmm. Dion's always wanted to coach. Mm-hmm. And you know who else would be a good coach too? I would think Jerry Rice because he worked his ass off, mm-hmm. trained all the time, and everything else. Um, Steve Young, no, not at all. Let's go to Antonio and Rosedale. Antonio, you're on the fan. Hi, how you guys doing? What's, What's up, up man? Antonio? Doing good. Should the Ravens be concerned that some of the defensive free agents will follow the coaches that left the team this offseason? Have a wonderful day, guys. Thanks, Antonio. And, yeah, I think I, I, they're going to lose some. They're definitely going to lose. So you mentioned that earlier. I mean, when you yeah. when you have coaches leave, you're going to have competition now for some of those pending free agents. And look, if I'm a defensive player and a lot of these guys just had career years, mm-hmm. you know, I'm if I'm a free agent, Mike, hit my phone. I'm, I'm coming to Seattle. I don't love the weather, but I love the defense. I love the scheme. Please bring me with you. That that's kind of where my head would be. Yeah. Um, if I'm a pass rusher, though, and if Chuck Smith's the guy that got me to where True. I'm at, I want to stay with Chuck. That's the thing. But uh, Geno Stone, I can see Geno Stone mm-hmm. going. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he, he's another one that's a byproduct, I think, of this scheme that he just jumps in. And- Cord- Cordell, when we won the Super Bowl, Ray Rhodes got the head job at um, uh, Philly, mm-hmm. and Shanahan got it. Then we lost every back. Ed McCaffrey, who was a big-time role player, you know, Kid uh, Christian's dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, he went to the Broncos. Right. Ricky Waters went to Philly. I mean, those kind of things kill you. You have no depth anymore. I always forget Ed McCaffrey was in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I, I always was, forget that. Cordell, tall, skinny, yeah. long neck dude. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll bring in Brian Wacker from the Baltimore Sun. He covers the Baltimore Ravens. We'll get his thought on the seasons that on the season that was. Is he over the AFC championship game? We'll also talk to him about Zach Orr taking over this defense as well, plus much more next here on the fan.